Hey guys, Bryce here from Flex Cortex. All content on the Flex Cortex podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not a substitution for medical advice from a qualified health professional. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of Flex Cortex. Today we are joined by Saluji, the man, the myth, the Turkish, as we like to call him. Uh, we will be talking about training philosophy and the philosophy behind his company, Multifarious Strength. Also chat about his podcast, and we're pumped to have you on, man. Appreciate yeah, thanks, man. So thank you so much for joining us. It's uh, uh, great to have you all the way live from Turkey, which is really, yeah. really cool. Um, but to kind of start it off, like, you know what are you all about like how long you've been into fitness and what kind of got you into it um yeah so i mean i haven't been into fitness for i've been into fitness for a while coaching much less uh so i am 18. um so technically i'd be finishing high school this year um like or like about a month ago but so what i did last summer is that i took my gdd exams because i was like because i Okay, so I've been in Turkey for about four years, so like since my grade nine year. And so I haven't been like doing the course load of like a normal high school because I've been doing everything online. And I'm terrible with online stuff, especially if there's no structure to it. Like I just, my course is dragging online. You know, that's really bad. And so anyway, the long story short is that I only did a few courses that are like not enough to graduate like with, you know, 30 credits or whatever in Ontario. So I just took my GEDs last summer and like enrolled in Alcohol College, which is a college uh, back in Ottawa. And I got into their like fitness and health thing. Uh, I've been lifting for like a while though. Uh, obviously not very intelligently in the beginning. You know, just fueled by athlete X and whatever you know person I was following on, uh, on YouTube. As we as we all are usually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. Happens to the uh, best of us. Oh yeah. And you still got some good stuff, but uh, it was definitely like not not anything more than that. Just whatever I saw on YouTube, I was like, all right, this is it. Uh, that was from like grade seven, grade eight ish. You know, if I'm so skinny that like if I turn sideways, you can't see me. I should probably do something about it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, lifting entered entered my entered my life. It's actually funny. So like I'm I'm, I'm on vacation now. I'm in South Turkey in Kash, and so it's like actually almost the exact same time last year that I was here with my family, like the exact same spot and everything. And that was when I had enrolled in prescript bundle course, and that was when I had legitimately decided to make coaching a thing. Um, so that was like a year ago, and so it's it's really surreal being here because it feels like you know, past year is just been a blur. Yeah. So it's super cool. So it was a year ago that you did uh, start barbell. Yeah, so that's when I registered. And obviously, it was in fall ish. Um, but yeah, that was like I registered here because I, I like made the decision. Uh, so and then and then that started the whole passion with prescript, huh? Yeah, that's uh, that's the story. Yeah, but uh, what what sports have you done in the past, man? I mean, we've talked a little bit about it, but like, what's your, what's your athletic background like? Um, not athletic, because <laughs> <laughs> the only correct answer to this. Uh, I mean, I did a bit of like everything, none of them at a high level. Like I did hockey a lot as a kid. Hockey mm. is definitely my favorite sport. Um, a lot of more road hockey than anything. I didn't play too much ice hockey. I still did, you know, the Canadian thing of, you know, going to the rink down the road, you know, maybe Bush filled up. Yeah. Um, so I did that a lot. And so like, that was when I was homeschooled. And I went into like a school that was primarily Arabs, and so they're all like soccer people. 
know where my hockey is. So I was like, well, soccer it is, I guess. Uh, and so I did a lot of that. Um, so yeah, mostly just soccer, hockey. Like it's like football. Like I almost never touched it. Like I played like once or twice in like gym class in eighth grade. I was only doing I think I know it's very popular, but I like know almost nothing about. It. So yeah, I'm mainly just soccer, hockey, and then martial arts here and there. So you said that you moved to Turkey in grade nine? Yeah. So in September, where I was starting my grade nine, grade nine years, 2017. Yeah, because you're from Ottawa, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a diverse uh, sports history, at least, going from hockey to uh, soccer. Um, get to get to experience quite the variety. Uh, just with, I, I know uh, playing road hockey, like uh, – especially that's just like a canadian staple but to say oh, yeah yeah you know you're canadian when your favorite sport is yeah. hockey right <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. like i was super into it too like uh i would say probably like fourth to like you know fifth or sixth grade i was super into like i was update update like all the players and stuff i knew the numbers the side they shot on that kind of thing yeah, I, was, yeah. I did. I did play basketball as well in eighth grade. I actually almost played basketball team, despite like almost never playing basketball because I was tall for my age then. But yeah, just like a bit of everything and not good at any of it really. Just kind of chilling. You're were you? Unless I'm wrong, weren't weren't you trying to move back to Ottawa soon, like next year, right? Yeah. So we're looking at uh, we're looking at flights. So we have a college program that I'm in is two years, um, so four terms in total. And so I finished two, but in every term, there's like a placement course where you have to go work at a gym. It's so like mm-hmm. the numbers get higher and you go from like a volunteer to like legitimate, like you actually work there for like the last placement. Right. Um, and so I can't do that in Istanbul because I don't speak Turkish. And like that would be weird rules about it. Like you need to be assessed in English. You need to like, you know, have a, get a police check done, have first aid certifications and stuff done beforehand. Uh, and so it's just a pain to do here. It's impossible to get it done. And so I need to go back. And so I, I had the option to finish my online for like the four terms here and then go back to Ottawa and do like the three terms that I have left for the placement. But that just strikes me as kind of pointless because then I'm like tied to Ottawa for like one class a semester for like a year and a half. And it's just like, mm. I don't want to do that. Um, so yeah, the sooner the better. So we're looking at like December or October, fall or so. But yeah, subject to change. Nothing to say so yet. So you're, that's the plan to move back though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Really so you cool. so you've started so you've started your schooling then i thought you had hadn't started it yet no so i'm done my first year of college online okay and you're 18 hey yeah doing it well man My doing goodness. It well. get yeah. getting ahead i also like haven't technically passed high school so to find ahead but, uh, <laughs> at least i'm doing my own thing i'm having fun so Oh, dude, I think what you're doing right now is, is good. You're making a lot of connections in the industry, right? I mean, you trained yeah. with Shallow, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm super grateful for those. <laughs> yeah. How was that whole thing? That was pretty cool. He's, uh, he's incredibly intelligent. He's, he's a smart guy. Is, right, he as, is, he, is he as big as he is in person as he is online? Uh, I would say yes. Like, yeah. I was, he's like about the height that I expected, but much wider. Like he'd like said in a bunch of stuff that like podcasts here and there. Like he was like, you know, within the six foot range, maybe a bit under. I was like, yeah. okay, someone a bit my height, maybe a bit slightly taller. But yeah, yeah. he was white as hell, bro. I was 
Shit. Just because I grew it in for like the hug right when I saw him with like my hand, it's like halfway around his back, and I was like, all right. Dude's a fridge, man. Dude's a fridge. Big love to big love to Shallow, but he's a fridge. Oh, like, Killian, it's something really funny when I'm at PSL one lectures where he's teaching it instead of instead of shallow. And he was like, You may have noticed that I don't have a beard and I'm not built like a vending machine. It's true though. <laughs> That's sweet, man. No, definitely when you're back in Canada, we'll have to try to I think we're trying to arrange like a bigger meetup with like some other guys oh, too. Yeah. That'd, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. sweet. That'd be so cool. I'd like an entire road trip I need to make. You know, insane. Toronto, you guys in Alberta. You have to come see the mountains, man. Oh, Dude, yeah. I'm so hyped. My friend has been in Calgary for the past year or so. And he sent me a few pictures and I'm just dying over here. <laughs> man, Turkey's playing. beautiful though. Turkey's beautiful. It is. I mean, where I'm at in Istanbul, Istanbul is like a city of 20 some million with people that come in uh, for work. So it's very packed. Not a whole lot of, uh, a whole lot of nature. Like I'm at a place that's pretty nice now. Obviously there are too many tourists and I'm not a fan of those, but it's also just very hot. And especially this time of year, it's more Southern. So I'm definitely much prefer the cooler climates of North. So. Canadian boy at heart. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Get sure. some nature in. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think that uh, ties in nicely with the whole talk about, you know, first year of college already at 18, but you also have your own business, uh, Multifarious Strength. So when did you start that? I mean, to call it a business would imply that it has been financially lucrative, which it has not been. We're <laughs> still uh, in the early stages. Let's, let's but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's been a since beginning of the year-ish was when I had like officially published a website and I've been doing like tweaks to it since you know adding stuff here and there um but yeah I mean it's it was really just big from like a few conversations that I had had with uh, with Killian and some of the stuff that they put out in the podcast is just like just taking up residence on the internet somewhere and like having a place to direct people so you have this you know I don't want to say facade but you just have you just presentable in you know, some way and so yeah that's really why I did it and so it hasn't done much with it like it's just been there in my bio i've just been yeah trying to uh, you know keep up with posting and stuff like i'm sure you're learning from the vitality it's like you know more and more content i think that's my bio it's yeah, better exactly. than signing in the dms right <laughs> exactly true i can't, I can't do it <laughs> there, are people, there are people that i know who are like making bank and they're just like just doing it they're like you know finding clients left right center i just can't do it i I feel like a lot of it is just experience, right? I, I would recommend yeah. to anybody who's new into fitness to work in person first. I don't know if that's your goal when you're back in Ottawa, but um, I mean, the online space itself is so hard to to kind of to, to work just because you need that that in-person experience, right? I mean, like, luckily we have Thunderdome and you, like you go to all the labs and stuff, but um, being able to actually apply what you know, like in person is like super beneficial because then you're like applying that, all of that knowledge and i mean it makes you a better coach so yeah yeah the in-person thing i wanted to avoid it especially when i started uh just because i'm not a huge fan of the atmosphere of most gyms yep. um and it's not something like that i wanted to do perpetually but unfortunately it's looking like that at least even just have to work part-time 
just eh, whatever. You know, it's cool for a bit. I want to very much just literally just I only want to work in person for a little while, just sort of get my bearings, so to speak, and like just figure out my coaching style and just honestly just the mental reps. And so like the least mental reps I can do in person, I'm planning to do, and then just you know do. But like it's all that has benefits, like the client base, that kind of thing. The play is online for sure. Like, like yeah. if you're looking like long game, right. But oh, yeah. the, I learned a lot, just a lot of good things and made a lot of mistakes in like probably my first year and a half of doing in person. Um, that's kind of why, like I recommend to most people that want to do PT as a career to have in person. I mean, like, even if you look at a lot of the, the big prescript guys, like Killian was that good life, right. Shallow was that good life. And like, I was like, I mean, I'm not a big guy, but I, I was at Good Life for about a year and a half. And then um, I think Ian was too. Like a bunch of these guys were all in the commercial gym atmosphere, right? So you go in there pretty green, kind of earn your stripes a little bit and you make mistakes and that's how you grow though. And that's, that's the biggest thing. But I mean, you could also contract, right? You could also um, like just subcontract out of a gym too for multifarious if you wanted to. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see what the rules for that are like. I don't know if Good Life does it. I need to do some research. Good Life probably wouldn't, but I'm sure there's lots of other gyms in Ottawa that would. Yeah, especially like uh, you know family homegrown kind of uh, gyms. Uh, like we had yeah. one called Perpetual Fitness in uh, Spruce Grove, yeah. and uh, that would let you do uh, subcontracting out of there. Yeah, sure. you, you, you pay them a certain fee per month or whatever, or they take a cut per session. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's logical. That's a bot hunt. Keep grinding, man. Keep grinding. That's a good way of doing it. So, what's the uh, what's the philosophy behind your company? I know you you're a very philosophical guy. Everything's very thought out, elaborate. Let's hear it. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. But yeah, I uh, I kind of think about things and. Like that's one thing that I think that I tried to nail from the very early beginning uh, is branding and just knowing what my philosophy is and you know, knowing that I can defend it. Something to stand on, you know, if asked about it. And it seems that that was a smart decision because like all the stuff that I hear from you know, Kyle Shiner and uh, you know all the business things seem to just be the whole entire thing is, right? People aren't buying what you sell because there's nothing under the sun, right? They buy who you are, what you stand for. So that's something that I tried to figure out early. Uh, and so with multifarious strength, multifarious meaning like with many facets or to do with many things. And that is the kind of strength that, you know, I'm trying to build myself and also help people towards. And, you know, this is a contentious opinion. I think people would differ with me on this, but I think that, you know, as a coach, your job is more than just fitness. And so what I mean by that is that strength in terms of strength in a physical context, being able to lift a lot or being able to look really good is good. And it's important for health, very basic health reasons. And for you know, other reasons, defend yourself, defend your family, et cetera, but it's also one dimensional. And, you know, if all you get out of lifting is stronger muscles, you're missing out on a lot. Right. And so there are, you know, there are mental benefits other intellectual things that you can apply. But the main, the main, what it boils down to with multifarious strength is that what you, the strength more, more so mentally speaking than physically speaking that you build in the gym 
is meant to be transferred and applied to other things you do in life. And so if I pull a heavy deadlift or I squat a lot or I feel really good about my session and I leave and there's a homeless person and I don't want to give them any money, but I recognize that I imposed will on the weight and I moved it and I conquered that certain, that thing that, you know, was providing me the resistance. Now, you know, my ego or whatever I'm going to call it is telling me that I shouldn't give money to someone. That strength that I just expressed or that I just, you know, used in the physical sense, I should then apply to other things. So suck it up, give the dude the money. And other things, right? You know, I want to sleep, but I'm going to get my work done. You know, everything, right? But so it's a, it's a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting topic. It's more of a mental thing because, you know, someone who's more experienced, they will be able to see, will be able to see the different opportunities, so to speak, in the, you know, to cross apply that strength. As a lot of people don't realize that. And that's why I think the crux of the matter is that a lot of people who are very physically capable, some of them aren't happy. They're not fulfilled. And it's for good reason, because, you know, physically improving yourself does absolutely nothing for you in the long run, right? You know, it doesn't, you know, improve mindset. It doesn't improve your mental health, right? And this is what we know. It's a stressor, right? It's an additional stressor. So unless you're approaching the stressor, with an intelligent mindset, understanding what it does to you, what you can help it do, then I don't think you're going to be getting that much out of it as you can. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of the long-winded version that was all over the place. It's usually more concise. But yeah, that's really what it is. You know, you build strength in, in the gym, you build strength physically, but that's not the end, right? The end is that you take that strength, you take your will, you take the you take the mental capacity, and you apply it to yourself and everything else. Hundred percent. Yeah. It's a good philosophy to bring to it because, you know, there's a lot of research that shows when you have things like that where, you know, you just start going to the gym, other things start cascading in your life that you start getting more productive in work, get more productive in uh, these other areas. But again, only if you take into it and start applying what you're getting in the gym elsewhere. So I really do like that. Mm -hmm. And we've we've had uh, other guests on, obviously, like we talked, I think we spoke about it with, with Ian. Um, some other guests too about obviously like the physical aspect is just a byproduct right you typically don't start lifting because you want to get big I mean maybe you do but like the deep root cause of why you're lifting is typically an emotional attachment it's not usually typically because like I want big biceps it's more because like okay I want to you know have big biceps because I want to impress a girl or it's like I want to have big biceps because I want to be the biggest of my friends right it's usually that mental association so then the strength and the physical aspects are just byproducts of that so it's good that you're focused more on the mental strength because i think mental awareness and mental mental health is a big aspect that's often overlooked for sure yeah and like and this is this lends itself to deeper conversation but you know as a as a religious person I believe in the idea of you know, judgment after death. So you know your deeds are way good versus bad. Hopefully you did more than good, or more you know more good than bad. And so like, it's the simplest. It's a very simple concept. Like my body is not going to matter when I'm dead. I'm going to be dust in decades. What 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 use is that to me, right? What is going to be useful to me is the things that I did, the people that I helped, you know, the good things that carry on the legacy that I leave. Essentially, for lack of a better way to put it. And so, again, if that physical strength, if that, you know, your body is not going, like that body is not going to benefit me anything while I'm dead, 
but the, the strength that I go, if I, if I draw on that strength to legitimately become a better person, that is something that's going to last and that's something that matters. 100% dude. Just try your best to leave an impact, right? That's it. And I think that more people need to live like that and they need to think about being impressionable and also just trying to make a difference in the best way that you can, right? So I think the podcast that you do is a great way to do it. And obviously um, just making connections within the industry. It, it is insane that you have that mindset at 18 years old. Like I'm being real, like at 18, I was concerned about, you know, how I was getting to the bar on the weekend and to just see where you are at 18. I'm super excited to watch where your career goes in the and next that's, that's 10 years. Me, you know, that's just, that's just, you know, I'm incredibly grateful and very blessed to have grown up in a, you know, a deeply religious family. You know, those are all things that, you know, I've learned from my dad, especially more than anyone. And the people, you know, the family, friends that we've had, the people that I've surrounded myself with. That's not like me being special or anything. That's just, I'm just incredibly lucky that that's what I've grown up. And so that is, they just, I was exposed to the logic of that way of thinking from a very young age. And so I was able to, you know, be like, that's smart. And you know, the other stuff was not smart. So just being humble. me, I'm just. Just uh, being modest. I, yeah, it's still it's still special just because you know, um, I think like my parents were uh, they're wiser than I had it for when I was a teenager. Uh, I was in my rebellious stage where I'm like, ah, you're probably wrong. This is more yeah. fun. Uh, but yeah, it's just it is really great no, that I, I uh, definitely I definitely have that stage. Yeah, when I got to Turkey, yeah, that's part of why looking back became so you know important to me because I was like I was still fed up with everything. I think the difference though is like people can be given the tools and can be given the opportunity, but to actually take action and do it is different, right? So I think the fact that you're actually utilizing all the sources that you have and that that's what makes you stand out because I'm sure there's lots of kids that are 17, 18 that would be getting the advice that they'd be that you'd be getting, but they'd be like, I don't care. I won't yeah. go to the bar. Right. So I think the fact that you just have your priorities set. It, uh, it's what separates you, man. And I think you'll, well, I know you'll do well in the industry. Not, yeah. I think. I know and the humility on top of that is just, it's the yeah. icing on the cake. It's, it's great, man. Yeah. So it's all good stuff, man. And I mean, like to go back on the branding thing too, a little bit, like the fact that you have a philosophy with your brand right now and you like, it'll help direct content. Right. So like, obviously now, you know, where you want to go with your posts, and because if somebody comes to your page, they should know what you're all about by just looking at your content. They shouldn't have to be trying to go to your bio or DM you and be like, hey, man, you're really big. What's your content all about? Um, but they like, you know, like I can go onto your page. Like, I'm not I big can tell. yet. So, you know, I better have something that makes me, you know, a value. But like I can go to your page, though, and know what you're about without having to ask you. Like you're all about like mindset and philosophy. Like I can just tell that. And very concise right like i don't have to dig scroll the way down to know i can just look at your page and know so it's good it gives you direction right it's like a guiding light for your content which is sweet yeah it's good so uh you're based out in turkey for at least the moment probably sure. going back to ottawa uh but what's the fitness industry like in turkey it's not really a thing to be honest like the measure of fitness is how skinny you are, to my understanding. I don't mm -hmm. know very many Turkish people, so obviously I can't say that. 
hundred percent certainty. But like being jacked isn't really a thing. Like, you know, if you're if you're skinny, you probably have abs. You know, probably big. So that's kind of just what it is. There are very few people that are like legitimately on top of their, their work ethic with you know, their nutrition or the lifting or whatever. Um, yeah, it's you know, better. From all of the terrible spotting videos we've seen at Thunderdome, not trying to oh throw shade, God. I will say that the uh, fitness industry is lacking in Turkey. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like I've only been to one. I only I only know of one gym with dumbbells heavier than. 10 pounds and that was like the gold's chain so yeah their general level of strength is not as high it's all kilos there right kilos yeah, yeah okay but like oh man you would think i don't know because you you train the gym that you train at right now is like more of a commercial gym right oh yeah absolutely that's like there aren't really hardcore gyms like you know, everywhere you go, like even you know, smaller places, I'm sure in Canada, like you'll still find like a powerlifting gym or whatever. You mm-hmm. don't, you just won't find that. Like, even not even weightlifting, uh, powerlifting. It's yeah, very difficult to find places that have that. Got to find I, it, man. I find that really interesting. Is uh, yeah. you know, I'm like, just... trying to look. It's so difficult. But... Yeah, I think probably just like uh, cultural difference there. Hey, just on. Oh, yeah. Terms like what the priorities are, and you know, um, actually, probably even brand image for uh, a lot of those commercial gyms is just not as accessible in uh, uh, Turkey or places if they're not advertising, right? Or have mm-hmm. the uh... yeah, yeah, and like the chain I'm at is like probably the only one that does that really well. Like Gold's Gym doesn't count because like, there's one location in all Turkey, but the one I'm at is called MacFit, and that's like. Like their branding is pretty good. Like it's you know it's clean, it's tight. They have you know the social media and whatever. But like almost every other gym there is not a chain, and like just some dude who owns a bunch of equipment. And so like they're ones that get pretty good, like you know bigger places. But it's still like they're like the idea of like gym chains isn't really a thing. Like Mac, yeah. I think is really the only one to be honest. Everything else is just like dudes who started up their own place. So lots yeah. are privately owned there. Okay. Yeah, almost. That's different. There is a there's a Golds though, right? Yeah, there's like one location in all Turkey, which is the one that I went to the shop. So they're probably like one of the only chains there, hey? Yeah, yeah. Gold is gold isn't a chain, like it's just one location that they have everything. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Man. But uh I mean you'll be back in Ottawa soon and you'll have more opportunities, I'm sure. I'm gonna try the trap bar, that's all. The trap bar? Yeah. Is there no, no trap bar there? No. Oh, <laughs> really? I, I, I didn't even know that there are different types of barbells until uh, I was in Asia. Like a squat bar versus a deadlift bar, a Texas bar, then Nebraska bar. Like, I just thought there was one bar that everyone used for everything. Yeah. Can you hear my dog just going mental? Hopefully not. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, yeah. Okay, thank goodness. Uh, all right, man. We'll just kick it off with... So, with your current clients... Um, how do you keep them accountable when it comes to, I guess, like the, the, the previous lockdown even, right? Or um, I know that you guys, the lockdowns are different durations and periods of time. Because I mean, for us, we had one that ended in June, June 10th, um, and then everything opened up as of July. But how did you keep your clients motivated through lockdowns? How did you keep them 
working out and work through any kind of like obstacles? Um, not really. The few that I have, their motivation is pretty high. It's like one guy left went back to South Africa um, during the lockdown. Uh, that was so good. So he and but like stuff was I don't know if stuff was closed there, but he didn't have access to. These I don't know. I I can't speak to that very well because he's the ones that I've experienced are generally pretty highly motivated. So like he had a bunch of equipment. You know, we hopped on a call. I just showed what he had around, and so I gave him you know, alternatives for stuff that I'd given him previously. Hmm. I guess it's different because you're more in the online space too, right? So, I mean, as long as, as they're willing to buy some equipment, then they're probably relatively unaffected, right? Yeah. And he had a bunch of stuff lying around his parents' place. So he was chilling. Did you find that there was any issues with um, accountability? Did you feel like any of them were, like you were having to harass them for anything or no? Not really. No. Uh, again, the very few that I, that I work with, they're like, more videos than I could even watch. I was like, ah, oh, slow down. You're good. That's good then. There you go. Yeah. Diving head in. Yeah. yeah. Ideal situation, man. Yeah. Yeah, kind of uh, fitting is uh, how, how do you keep, uh, you know, dedicated to your own programming? Kind of tied back to your philosophy that you talked about a little bit earlier, but, you know, uh, have you had any challenges with, uh, a program during COVID? Yeah, I mean, when gyms are open, I am slightly neurotic and it's difficult for me to miss the gym. Like, I to today is Sunday. I missed yesterday because I was flying into the vacation place and I'm driving like in the afternoon. But I went that afternoon to go sign up at the gym and 30 minutes before the close, so I was already mad. I found out they were close today and I was like, um, so missing two days is like, I'm going to lose it over here. Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at staying consistent. Lockdown was different though, mostly just because of lack of accessibility and like decent equipment. And yeah. I, I didn't have like heavy stuff at all. So I was like, if I have to do a set of a thousand lap pull-ups of the band one more time. <laughs> yeah, all of, all of this stuff in the parks, right? If we, if you want to go to look at, look at his Instagram, all of the stuff in the parks, that's all over the lockdown. I would have to check that out. It's just <laughs> extending my head. Like, I hope I feel something. Just banging later. Just banging out unilateral uh, lap, lap pull downs for like half an hour. <laughs> yeah, you're like, please, anything, just a little soreness. Just, exactly. get, just, just get somewhat of a pump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. For sure. No, that's, that's, that's good. I mean, like, that's probably one of the hardest things, right? Is, is, is as soon as you don't have access to a natural facility, that's people typically when people drop off, right? Um, just because it's hard to adapt your programming. But I mean, like, obviously, you're, you're part of a good community, too. Like, if you need ideas or suggestions, like Mahan's got you covered, obviously, he's a great coach. But also, you can like talk to any of us. And I'm sure like, we'd all be like, dude, do this, right? With with lack of equipment. So it's uh, definitely good to be in a community that can help provide a lot of input to your programming, right? Yeah, I should kill you and like do pull-ups every day. Dude, for real. Yeah. Wide, wide back helps with everything. That <laughs> <laughs> does everything you need it to. Honestly. All right, we'll dive into a little bit uh, more of the philosophy aspect, I guess. Um, so we we talked with a lot of people on here about um, like their why. I don't know if I like the term, but the, the root cause as to as to why they're wanting to train um, and the real reason why they started exercising to begin with. Um, if you could 
name that reason for you or the reasons for you. Uh, it would be awesome to hear. Um, it was probably because of the girl, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, Do you how it starts? Um, but yeah, that was one. And like, kind of like, like let's start with everyone. Like you start, and then like the girl stops mad and you're like, oh, look, you was kind of fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I, I've, I've never been a person who dislikes training. Like from the beginning, I was like, yeah, this is fun. Um, and so like, it's never been, you know, I mean, you're still pretty young, right? Yeah, that's okay. Well, recovery time is generally faster than most people. I've had like, so even if I sleep less, I still do pretty well, which is great. How, uh, how long have you actually been training? I don't know if, you, if you've ever told me that or if you spoke about it today. Um, my legitimate first exposure to like a gym was, I'm going to say early 2017. So, about four years. So, you're like 14, man. Yeah. Wow. Damn. I was doing stuff in the park. I was like doing pull ups, you know, or trying to. Um, and, like, you had like some really like dumbbells in my place, uh, 100 bicycles a day, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, no, like a first actual, you know, going to a gym. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like our workout programs when we were 15. Dude, 100%. 100 dumbbell curls, Ooh. trying to do pull-ups or dips at the park. Pull-ups. Yeah. Just yeah. so many ad things. Yeah, I, uh, your, ne- your neck is like flexed way too forward when you're doing your sit-ups. Yeah. Like. Oh, yeah. We uh, oh, we yeah. spoke about it, I remember, on our very first episode, like our intro episode. And I keep a lot of our, <laughs> a lot of my books. Like I have books all the way back from when I first started, like 2013 um and looking back at some of that stuff oh my god like i think i had like 10 it was like 10 in each hand right but 10 pound shoulder press for like 35 reps and i'm looking Jeez. back now and i'm like that's why you're a mess <laughs> <laughs> mcmahon 10 pounds eh banging that's out muscle 35 endurance reps. baby dude that's like that's so cr- <laughs> yeah it's tony <laughs> i was going for that toned look bro <laughs> i'm like i just want to tone man that's yeah. funny spot so, reduction in the bicep you know <laughs> and the shoulders it's it's just it's crazy though and like i like to keep it for reference just because it just shows how you evolve as a as an individual obviously and as a coach too right like even looking back at programs you first made or looking back at what you did with your own programming i mean like we talked about mm-hmm. athlete next and like as much as like it was a little bit of a joke like i i refer to so much youtube content and like so much mm-hmm bodybuilding.com right like that the old school stuff like a lot of the i think we've mentioned before like the the jeff stepani no oh yeah yeah jim stepani jim stepani jim stepani yeah Yeah, and like his his shred or his like his bulk program right and you just like run it you're just like just keep running it over and over same exercises it'll get me bulked and it'll get me shredded bro that's all you need need. (laughs) it's in the title right (laughs) Who it's, needs it's to hard. practice form? Uh, it's it's hard to think though that I'm coming up on like a decade of training. That's insane. Race is an old man. Dude. <laughs> it's like if it's been eight years in like October, it's nuts. Craziness, man. Craziness. <laughs> Move to all of at this point. Like, yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> well, I hired Eric, right? Bugera. Yeah. So 
uh, I think he's just going to slaughter me with um, hypertrophy. Just going to kill me, man. I saw the first week of the programming. Like, it starts up on, uh, I guess, tomorrow. And it's like, oh, man. Yeah. Just ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Operation get, get huge. Operation get huge underway. Yeah, man. Cool. Has would you would you say that you're? I mean, obviously the root cause as to why you trained was like because of a girl. Um, would you say that over time it's it's changed and like elaborated? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, the reason why I train is not any different to the reason I think any everyone else should train. Like the idea of getting more prepared thing. Like I train so that I can hopefully become a better person. Utilizing the, the the will or the strength, the strength that we use. But you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the capability that I build. Yeah, that's really why I do it. Utilize that like mental toughness that you use in the gym for everything else, right? Yeah. 100%. Well, there's there go, a there's a lot of frameworks out there um, for training philosophy. So there's like the framework with uh, the Canadian Society of Exercise Physiologists which is uh, the certification that Bryce has uh, for his PT. Uh, the National Academy of Sports Medicine in the United States and Canada, uh, they have the OPT model, um, optimum performance model. So you probably don't have like a specific one exactly that you follow and no training really should follow anyone to the exact T. But like what kind of training philosophy or structure framework do you kind of use with your clients? So, I would actually, it's an interesting question. I would say that definitely my influence obviously has come from like the Bushkin methodology. Like, it's mostly that. Um, as expected. As yeah, expected. As expected. As expected. Yep. But like my first experience legitimately seeing programs written, like proper programs, not like, you know, YouTube this or that, or just the way the Mahan had done things. And I found that super interesting. Interesting the way that he structured things, like, you know, a1, A2, A3. That's a physical thing as well, but just the way he did, even the way he like laid out the program, that sort of enthralled me from the very beginning. So that's sort of the similar template that I use now for everyone. And so it basically just changes depending on your goals. Like, are you trying to power lift, get big, that kind of thing? Yeah, and then and then more or less probably following the mobility, stability, strength methodology, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's like Prescript's big thing. That's like, but yeah. I. I agree with it for sure, right? Mobilize it, get into that position, stabilize, then strength. Just work on output or work on skill. That's it, man. Yeah, definitely worked for me. I guess it's just like, so there's a pool um, outside the thing here. Like I remember last summer, again, like right before I had started uh, the bottle, the guy had a massive shoulder issue, like it was popping everywhere. It was, you know, just really annoying and like impeding and moving properly. So like I was swimming yesterday, and I was like, yeah, it's less now. So, hey, at least it works. You know, now I have a hip issue, so I'm going to work on that for next year. <laughs> yeah. It gets worse, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always one thing. Yeah, then it's the next. Yeah, it's, 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 and if it's not one thing, it's about to be one thing. Yeah. <laughs> You're not. It, yeah. You just, I mean, well, even Baxter said it, right? He's like, if you're getting stronger, you're probably not going to be staying that healthy. If you're staying healthy, you're probably not getting any stronger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, as your yeah, muscles it's... grow, you have those muscle imbalances, right? That come in. 
So if as if it's because you know your triceps aren't always going to keep up to your biceps, your abs aren't always going to keep up to your back gains. Like it's one of those things where you're going to have problems, and it's just about identifying them before they become an injury, right? Yeah. And then there's the whole there's minutia, right, and like the small details, but the biases, and there's rotational stuff, and like honestly. That's well, why I think you get a PSL too, bro. That's my issue. Yeah. I, uh, that's, that's on the to do list next. I think he's saying that intake for that's January, right? I think so. How, how is it? It's good. Oh, man. It's, uh, it's a lot of uncensored things. You've lost like one lecture and one lab already. So the, the ether is too many people got roasted. It's great. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> You'll enjoy it for sure. Well, I know Steven's doing it too. And Steven said that he, he, ex, he, he didn't even have like a set deadline for it to be done Yeah. Be, because he said there's so much content to cover. Right. Cause it's all, as far as I know, it's all rib cage and breathing dynamics. Right. And the relationship of it all. Yeah. He's like, no game is like, yeah, this says 10 weeks, probably not going to be 10 weeks. Like the slides are like, we're going on to week eight and we're on like week three or four slides. So. It's been a while, I think. <laughs> Dude, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I always, uh, I even, oh, I just got the manual here. And like, even, yeah. ref- even going back to some of that stuff has been, it's nice, right? Having it all laid out in front yeah. of you. So, shout out to Shallow. He killed that, obviously. It's awesome. Yeah, but it's, it's sharp. To... Oh, yeah. 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 It's hard to get stuff shipped to, to Istanbul just because like customs is just a nightmare. Like anything that I've ordered that's been like really cool, like I got a gas bag and like a jacket or something. All this shipped to like all of us. Hopefully, I have a pile of cool things. To get You're just gonna have a heap at your house, right? I was gonna <laughs> just like roll to the gym. It's like Christmas came early. Oh, like, dude, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. Um. Yeah. To wrap it up, we got like we got like one more question here. Um. What training philosophies have you seen or utilized that have been effective with your current clients? Um, or which ones have you tried that haven't been as effective? Um, I would say that I haven't really run across non-effective ones. You know, what I've used mm-hmm. so far has been after obviously my beginning of my experience with really prescriptive does things. And yeah. so with using that as a sort of basis or as a sort of template for the physical aspect of training and then sort of just always keeping in the back of my mind, you know, the philosophy that I have for training has been, you know, I've been seeing an issue with it so far. Because like the, if with everything, right, there needs to be a bridge, right? Like physical, yes, but it should never stop at physical. And that's why I find so many approaches to training lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like if, like if you advertise, that's what I think, I think if you advertise yourself as a coach that only provides the physical service, I don't think like probably what you're, what you're offering, that's cool. I just think that, you know, personally, at least for me, like if I'm taking people's money, you know, I'm, I should provide stuff with lasting benefit, right? I don't think it's, it's, it wouldn't seem fair to me to provide them. Cause that's the thing, like training is honestly very simple. You don't need to go very far to find out how to get big or how to get strong and do it in a fairly safe manner. Obviously, if you want to do it safely, you do need to know a little bit more. If you have injuries, you need to know a bit more in order to work around those things. But 
training is not as complex as it's made out to be. And so, yeah. you know, people are paying me for, for a service that they could very well get very easily. So my job is to provide them the work that they pay me for. And so mm -hmm. I should really try to give them something that's lasting, something that matters, you know, you know, in the, you know, in the outlook, you know, being as a person, those more meaningful, tangible, tangible yeah. things. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, you're, you're definitely taking somebody in under your wing and you're teaching them, right? So, I mean, and then you have to consider all aspects, not just the, the physical aspects. So that's why metrics are so important, right? Like tracking sleep, tracking stress, tracking energy levels, tracking quality of sleep, tracking all of these things that can help with, like, the different pillars, right? Like, just strength or, like, fitness itself is just one pillar. You know, there's, like, and then there's probably four or more right um so it's all about being balanced and having having all that for reference too right because it's it's good to be able to pull that back for referring for um progression too right because maybe a client hasn't been seeing like progress with their weights right maybe they haven't been seeing an increase in weight but like if you're seeing an increase in overall volume or if you know body comp has changed or any of these things then you can tell them like Hey, like maybe you haven't gotten sh like stronger in a sense, but you're hitting something for an extra set or you're hitting something for two extra sets that you weren't hitting before, or you've dropped body fat. Right. And it makes them feel better because you've helped them. Right. Versus just focusing on getting shredded or big. Yeah. Yeah. 100%, man. Anyone is a win, you know? Exactly. It's important to teach clients that. So I think that that's, it's good that you realize that from a young age from now, like celebrate wins the clients, right? Create awareness. I think that's the biggest thing is creating awareness for people, making them more aware of what they're eating, water intake, and all of these lifestyle habits that can either excel your progress or be det detrimental to your progress, right? Yeah. yeah I agree. In, in conclusion, um, we want you to go, uh, if all the listeners out there, we want you to go home and start a program where you lift about five pounds for about 35 reps. And that works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you got anything from this, from this podcast, <laughs> 10 pound dumbbell shoulder press, 35 reps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you'll thank me later. <laughs> I the title of the episode. <laughs> yeah. This is not medical advice. Yeah, not medical <laughs> advice. We are fitness professionals and a health yeah. professional technically, but still. Please, please don't do that. We don't want to see any 10 yeah. pound 35 or the shoulder press here. That, please. Uh, well, yeah, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, but yeah, before you. you go, let's get all the plugs out so people know where to find you and what you're all about and where you're, uh, what you're up to. Yeah, so mainly just Instagram um, at Saluji, S A L O O J E underscore A. Uh, email info at Multifarious Strength. Any coaching inquiries and website is multifariousstrength.com. Perfect. And, and the podcast, man. Get to plug that yeah. too. Uh, yeah, so that's on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, most streaming platforms, the Multifarious Podcast. Same tag on Instagram at the Multiplayer Podcast. Check it out. Check it out. Dropping bangers. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, man. We really appreciate you making the time, even though you're nine hours ahead of us right now. So, oh, yeah. But yeah, thank you very much.
We appreciate you coming on, and it was a great talk. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you.